0: back we are back welcome in it's the phnx cardinals podcast your premier home for the arizona cardinals training camp coverage i'm johnny venerable he is bo brock to my right welcome to what is officially day one of cards camp 2023 and you are locked in for your one-stop shop for everything and anything redbirds like and subscribe leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast bo brock live at the team facility in glendale at the stadium and uh boy oh boy do we have a lot to talk about my friend
1: Absolutely. It was great to be back, but man, was it a completely different vibe, a brand new regime for the Arizona Cardinals and a a great vibe, you know, compared to where this team was last year, the camp country club is no longer, if I were to describe it like with one word physical, right? Mm -hmm. Even though they can't put on the pads just yet, it felt like the guys were putting in the work and there was a little bit more, the the physicality was taken up a notch under JG in his first practice as the Arizona Cardinals head coach,
0: free matter for the blind already showing my co-host some love. Saying Bo had some good questions today at the best conference. The best questions come from yeah. this podcast and my <laughs> cohort to my right. Thank you guys so much. Ha- excited for uh, a great show, says Fishbowl Flash. As are we, and uh, yeah, let's let's jump into it. Fishbowl Flash, what happened to B.J. Jolari? Why is he on the pup List? We're gonna tell you that and more. And why don't we start there? The uh, anxious news that we all woke up to from Ian Rappaport-Rapshi, who's close with the Cardinal organization, broke the news, Bo, that the Arizona Cardinals were placing Kyler Murray on the PUP list, the PUP list, and then just a few hours later, you broke the story, Bo Brock, that the Cardinals <laughs> had placed on their website that B.J. Ogilori and Zach Ertz were going to join him. What, what should we make of these injuries? Let's start with K-1.
1: Yeah. K one was just one of those things where they're going to take their time. They're going to do what they originally told Jonathan Gannon, told you and I in Indianapolis, that they are going to make sure that Kyler Murray is going to be ready to go in, in even more. So, I mean, the training staff is not going to mess around with the investment that this organization has made in Kyler Murray or any player for that matter uh, to to get back too soon. Right. Because if they take a misstep, if, if they encounter any setback, it would be really detrimental to what they're trying to do as an organization as they kind of dig themselves out of a hole. We heard from Zach Ertz today, and I think Zach Ertz really kind of gave us uh, some true context, r- kind of a real good idea of what this, what he and Kyler Murray need to go through, the hoops that they need to jump through, in order to get back. Uh, we don't have that clip for today, but basically he outlined that he has different checkpoints that he has to go through and, and, and successfully get through in order to get back to the playing field. And, and Zach Ertz obviously injured his knee about a month before Kyler Murray's, had surgery a month before Kyler Murray's, different knee injuries, both had the ACL impacted, but also it was he had uh, another ligament that was repaired because it was probably got, not going to make it post-surgery. So Zach Ertz also coming off of not just an ACL injury, a little bit older than K-1, but, you know, he's a guy that that's, that's gearing towards week one. He said, it's not unreasonable for Ertz. We'll see what's going on with Kyler Murray, but it seems like they're going to err on the side of caution at this point in the preseason with their franchise quarterback. You know, I asked Jonathan Gannon, you know, what's, what's it going to look like? I mean, do you have a timetable? And JG basically said this about Kyler Murray, his franchise quarterback in the decision process of, of putting him on, on pup.
0: He's doing good. You know, he started on pup. uh, you know, I like how he's progressing. I love the plan that that uh, we have moving forward. He did an excellent job this summer, um, you know,
1: and that's, in, that's you guys know, that's an injury that kind of goes like that. And, you know, he has really good days. He has some bad days too, you know, just like anybody else that's went through that injury. But he's locked in, excited. Uh, he was in there doing his, his rehab and with me working out there. He looks good. Really? Now, we don't want this to be doom and gloom. Uh, I, I definitely want to get my co-host's thoughts on this because you were a big, uh, you, you wanted Kyler Murray you, you more just because you something you wanted to just wishful thinking, right? You wanted sure. Kyler Murray to be back, right? And and you didn't see a whole lot of, uh, you know, problems. W- what's the point of PUP? And I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, the advantages and disadvantages of the PUP list. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like, this was the plan all along. And unless Kyler Murray, who is a known absolute freak of a human being in the best way athletically, uh, if he, if he surprises the training staff, maybe they might have, have let him go through here. But it just seems like it's pretty standard operating procedure what they're going with right now.
0: Yeah, and I think we had it sourced. The show had it sourced that like Kyler has been adamant with the coaches and the and the training staff. Like, I, if I can make it so, I don't want to land on what he called any list, right? So a pup list an IR list, and I I think this is the least significant list that he could potentially land on because it does right now it does not impact the regular season and that's what me and so many are are holding out for and i think there was a little bit of confusion like of course you you want him to be able to participate day one during training camp you want him to be out there with his teammates but as long as potentially they remove him from the pup list before the start of the regular season bow then he is not a guarantee to miss four games if right if he is on the list week one it's commander's week he's on the pup list. he has to miss a minimum four weeks and i'm not even yeah. sure how quickly he can come off of that to even practice so then the timeline gets pushed back and i think that's the hurdle that he is attempting to clear because if they remove him from the pup list, he can still sit out week one and week two but then it's conceivable like could he come back late september right. early october there's just something so definitive about being on the pup list to begin the year and subsequently the injured reserve. Whereas, yeah. you know, let's just, we're going to wait to see how this goes. He can be taken off at any point. And I think there was kind of reading the tea leaves yesterday, Von Miller, who has been adamant, like he's going to start the regular season, healthy and ready to go for, for the Buffalo bills. He came out and they, they put him on the pup list. A lot of teams have had kind of surprise pup list uh, injury designations. I think Jonathan Taylor out of Indianapolis is on the puplist, So mm-hmm. I I do not read too much into this. I think that let's let's fast forward a month from now and see where Kyler Murray is. Let's fast forward yeah. three weeks from now after the first preseason game is Kyler Murray activated. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where can we can we get to that check mark before the start of the regular season? And I, I think you've got a contingency plan with Ertz in the second round pick and Trey McBride. I, I think mm-hmm. there's there's some leeway there because you know, Trey McBride can be tight end one. He showed you that at the tail end of last year. And yes, they want to run a lot of 11, 12 personnel to tight end. But I, I just feel like Trey McBride has a higher upside right now than Zach Ertz, all due respect. Whereas K1's your franchise quarterback. There's more of a sense of urgency, at least from the media and the fan base. Like, let's see Kyler Murray. So I I think Zach Ertz right now probably projects around the same timeline as Kyler Murray, even though they, they tore their knees up uh, a month apart, though.
1: Yeah, no, and, and that makes about a little bit more sense, right? As you look at you know their age and, and the style of play, yeah, and in the rigors of the each you know respective position and, and when the injuries occurred. Uh, but not to get you know p- give too people too much, I guess, uh, positivity. But to come off of that, I think we might need some. And, and then you hear from James Conner today, and we yeah. have a clip from James Conner that's going to get you know the K one believers out there. Uh, just back maybe on cloud nine. This is what James Conner had to say. This is how he wrapped up his press conference, asked about uh, about his starting quarterback, Kyler Murray. Oh, it's
0: just normal, you know, just normal, just being around. He's, he's right there, rehabbing right? you know, right there. You know, it's not really hard to see. You know, he doesn't really need a check-in, no. But, man, he looks incredible. He looks incredible. He came back just time I seen him in uh, mid-June. to what I see now. Incredible. He's been working and uh, I just love it, you know, because sometimes a breakthrough, you know, you have to go through a breakdown, you know, and I know he's never really been through something like that before and uh, just so proud of him, the way he responded to him, you know, physically, what I see, what his body looks like and then, you know, this regular conversation where, you know, where his head is at, where his mindset is at, I got no doubt about Kyle.
1: so checking all the boxes is incredible. The just the between the month off that they had at the end of OTAs, mandatory minicamp, the last time he saw Kyler Murray at yeah. the facility, and now uh, he's seeing tremendous progress, and he's also seen him maintain this attack mode on this rehab, on and off. You know, not the playing field, but out of the, the out of the the weight room or wherever he might be doing his rehab. Like James Conner is seeing just a a locked in Kyler Murray and that, that has to have you excited regardless of what the timeline is. Well, let's be real. Like
0: this team knows that they go as as Kyler Murray goes and respectively, James has won games with Colt McCoy, but that is not something that you want to hit your wagon to for 17 games. I mean, James was adamant when we met with him on this show during super bowl week that he's a Kyler Murray fan and he believes in K one long-term. And it was in part why he signed his extension here, James, who has gone through his own, you know, trials and tribulations, overcoming cancer as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers and knowing what a different kind of fight looks like and, and having to overcome that adversity. This is an individual that's been battle tested himself. And for him to come out and say that unprompted about Kyler Murray, I think speaks to Kyler Murray's character and the work ethic that we've all seen on display from flight plan and now training camp highlights and clips. I I just for me it's it's not if, but when, when K1 comes back and he's going to come back, I think stronger, more agile, more a student of the game, because I think he's going to be elevated by this coaching staff, which goes without saying they're, they're going to put a support system around Kyler Murray that he's, that he's frankly never had. And it's going to be led by smart people who who take this serious. And it certainly looks like Kyler Murray is taking this seriously. And again, people want to get caught up in timelines. I would just say, you know, there was a a great bite from Jonathan Gannon. I'm not sure if we have it, but it's just, Kyler Murray is going to tell Jonathan Gann when he's ready to go. And Mm -hmm. if I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm going to take solace in that because I I've heard the same thing that, that that's very much what's what it's going to dictate. Like the trainers and the front office personnel and the coaching staff can only do so much. When Kyler Murray says I'm ready to play football, I can lead this team this year. He's going to play on Sundays. And does anybody think that's going to be November? Does anybody think that's going to be late October? I saw somebody in the chat saying like week five home against the Bengals would be a great timeline. I agree with that. I think you're, you're playing with house money as an Arizona Cardinal fan in 2023. If you only miss four or less games from Kyler Murray this year, I think that'd be a great place to be for this franchise and this fan base.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get out of line here. I don't want to, like, really no, do it. You should. provide false hope for, for the fan base. But, I mean... At this stage, probably in, in his rehab in his return to from uh, torn ACL and, and Adrian Peterson, like I, I guarantee there, there was the doubters saying there's no effing way that this guy is going to return. And he returned and won the comeback player of the year and it absolutely just went off for at the, at that point for the Minnesota Vikings. And I guarantee you, nobody was expecting it. Even the people who were the most optimistic about it, were probably like, well, nobody's ever done that before. And right. like, you can say a lot of things. You can, the, the Kyler Murray's and there's, there's a ton of them as far as the naysayers and the haters out there, but you can't deny that he's a freak athlete. I mean, he's, he's the only guy in the history of professional sports to be drafted in the top 10 in two professional sports leagues. in major league baseball first year player draft. He's drafted what ninth by the Oakland A's athletic organization yeah. and then of course 1-1 by the Arizona Cardinals after winning a Heisman trophy at Oklahoma like the guy is an absolute just athletic freak so to say like hey we're going to we're going to put him like he th- he very well could be the exception compared to a lot of these guys like so you say Carson Wentz he he came back similar time frame as far as when he suffered the injury and when he can come back. Yeah, in early he, December. He, right, he returned for the Eagles following their Super Bowl run, following season week three. I think that Kyler Murray, like if he's not on the PUP, if he's not IR, and he's not going to miss at least four games, it, it's really going to open up spe- in speculation is going to run rampant on when he w- was going to return for this team. Yeah. And does anybody think that Carson Wentz
0: and his, you know, his physique is the same caliber as Kyler Murray? Let's be real here. Carson Wentz went to North Dakota state is not the collegiate athlete, the freak show athlete of Kyler Murray. Like I, I would put Kyler Murray in the same ballpark. Like Robert Griffin, the third was, it was a track star. Adrian Peterson is Adrian fair. Peterson. Fair. He He's in that category. Like anybody who d- disputes that based on anybody who disputes that has, I think, um, has preconceived notions on Kyler Murray that that don't have to do with football that has to do with like the video game stuff and the studying stuff it's like look at him the player on the field dating back to high school and then college football college baseball and then NFL one one undersized and to do what he does like why would you assume that he's going to be have a slow recovery timeline that's what never made sense to me throughout all of this and like Joe Burrow who tore it a little bit earlier was back mm-hmm. by week one, and he was in fact like I'm coming back week one K one and I I saw it in the chat like his goal is to be back week one. I don't I don't know how you can say that you can tease it on flight plan and and best believe the team teased that that was not by accident. They teased that they put that out there because that is his goal. Now is that realistic? I don't know. If I had to say today is he going to play week one, I would probably lean on the side of no. But again, you're, if you get him back in September or even early October. And you're missing three or four games, that's a slam dunk for this franchise because we know Colt McCoy can empty the clip and and get you one, right? Can you get one? Can you can you split against the two NFC East teams that you start the year with and then you get your franchise quarterback back? That's a that's an unbelievable gift to this franchise because so many in the media and with our friends at BetMGM and otherwise, just assume like this is a lost season. Kyler Murray's not gonna play, and then again, pup List. Based on Rapsheets' tweet, it makes this is just very much like by the book. This was planned, although I had heard it wasn't planned earlier last week. Like they were mm-hmm. still doing what to do. I, I still think there's a great chance, a great chance that he does not
1: start this season on the pup list. Bo. Yeah, it would be it would be uh, a miracle for this organization. It would, but at the, the same time, the fan base time- deserves it too. By the way, sure. Like,
0: I, I don't want to watch Colt McCoy with respectfully for five <laughs> six weeks. I don't want to see that.
1: I'm not into that. Uh, There was a question in the chat asking, you know, without Kyler uh, who was taking the first team reps, Uh, it was, uh, we got 20 minutes out there on the practice field uh, and then it was the closed portion, but you know, it it really feels like Colt McCoy is operating as QB one of this team. Um, And then, you know, we, I'm pretty confident that they want Clayton tune to take hold of the backup quarterback spot. and you know i think he's going to get the reps i think clayton toon's going to get a ton a ton of opportunity yeah. uh, throughout now in the in the in the preseason leading up to week 1 to to really really earn a roster spot i think it's i think it's going to happen uh you see it and it's tough not to really like what you see from clayton toon and i mean i was just really watching him throw you know screen passes out of the backfield to to running backs right and mm-hmm. it seemed like he was in there uh, working with you know some w- what you could you would feel are second string guys yeah um and then you would see blau in there you see driscoll what work get some working with that but it it really felt like it's it's colt mccoy and then they want tune but you know he can it's his job to lose yeah and we talked about
0: this last week watch this program regularly they're favoriting rookies they're going to give rookies every chance to play this year even if they're not starters and I, again they don't want to draft Clayton tune in the fifth round and then subject him to the practice squad he could be picked up by somebody I I think that they, they're cognizant of that and then again I'm always going to go back to the to the idea that if you're favoring your rookies and then you've got a bunch of players on the roster that you inherited like you're going to give benefit of the doubt to these guys from April because look at the bottom of this roster it's going to be churned the, the the bottom third of this roster is is not going to look the same week to week month to month they're, they're going to claim people they're going to cut people and again, I, I think you've got Teflon on if you, if you were a draft pick of, of Monty Austin for it. Clayton Tune would have to be terrible in the preseason, and there's no reason to believe he will be for him not to make this roster, in my opinion. And I know that, you know, we've got Sly in the chat saying it's going to be Tune. We want to start Tune. I think it would take a Colt McCoy injury for that to happen, but that's not out of the realm of possibility, and we're certainly not rooting for injury. But again, like, Let's see what he does. He's got a lively arm. He's more mobile than people think. He's got five years of college football under his belt, albeit at a a smaller program in Houston. I I, I think more fans would sign up for Clayton Toon if it wasn't for Kyler Murray's, I think, remarkable comeback. I think you can stomach, as a Cardinal fan, respectively, three to four games of Colt McCoy if you know K1's coming back. But if it's Kyler Murray's not coming back, the original timeline until November shit, man, just throw Clayton Tune out there. Let's see what he can do. Let him, let him, you know, rip it on a couple different Sundays. I just, I don't feel like that that's going to be the plan if it ever was the plan. But I do think, Bo, to your point, the hope is take that number two job and run with it. And this is a guy that we can develop behind Kyler Murray, you know, indefinitely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we talk about protecting Kyler Murray. I think that there's, there's part of the organization that wants to protect Clayton Tune. And, and as far as his development, is that yeah. maturation, like, throwing him out there week one. I I just think that they feel like there's more cons than pros there. I I really do. I mean, when you just look at where he was drafted, where he played sure productive at Houston, like it's just, you, you can develop a lot of bad habits with a, with a roster that's under is, it's not, you know, uh, is, is under par. You, you really have to figure out like, okay, is, is it worth throwing him out there and him just fighting for his life week one. I, I just don't right. think you there's a lot of guy like that. that. Yeah. Right? And, and like they envision Clayton tune being the backup to Kyler Murray for years to come. So yeah. you don't want him to, you know, develop, have to have like PTSD thinking about, you know, week one, and two and three when he had to start in place of Kyler Murray, as he waited to come back. I mean, it, there's no benefit there either. Dylan Richards, uh, in the chat,
0: friend of the program, we haven't talked about Paris Johnson much. Can't wait to see him. Same, and he is going to be one of the starting tackles for this team. I think no news is good news with the first round yeah. pick. Let's talk about the second round pick, though. The surprise of the day, really, was B.J. Ogilori landing on the pup list himself, Bo Brock, yeah. and a lot of people were like, we, he had to have sustained that sometime this offseason. And then yeah. we got word, Bo, that what he he messed up his knee or he hurt his knee sometime during the draft process between the
1: combine and the draft to sell itself. Is that correct? Well, Jonathan Gannon spoke on that. Uh, he give he did, did give us some insight on BJ Ojolari, we have it, but I'll, I'll say this, like it was shocking to see. We did know that Ojolari was dealing with at the time it was called a hamstring, right? He had a hamstring I issue. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was JG answering questions really about, the availability of his second-round pick, even though he was going through the contract situation that he just resolved days ago, but it was still surprising. One that he landed on the pup, and two, the the reason why he landed, and it was and it was because of a knee, not a hamstring. This is what JG had to say about BJ Ujulari and uh and why he was on the side we i don't lee doesn't think we have it so but basically he's what what you outlined there johnny was at some point between the pre-draft process when the arizona cardinals selected him and then also i mean he did get himself on the practice field for rookie minicamp and that was it like just a cup of coffee with that and it was very little as far as it, it wasn't the most rigorous you know uh, practice that he was going through it was basically just kind of pass rush technique. Uh, it wasn't kind of taking on offensive linemen, but you know, BJ Ujulari pretty confident and Gannon's pretty confident that he's going to be out there soon. It doesn't, it was something that he had cleaned up. It was minor to begin with, and they wanted to to just get it out of the way now. So it seems like BJ was when you look at the four guys, who are sidelines to start training camp, Kyler Murray, Zach it's and, and Garrett Williams. It seems like Ojalary is probably uh, the, the number one candidate to return first. You know, it makes me
0: think of though, sitting there on draft night, uh, Friday night at the, you know, PHNX, uh, headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And we're watching, they, they picked three players. All three were hurt at the time or have yeah. injury histories now with, mm-hmm. with Garrett Williams. And then Michael Wilson, knock on wood, that that doesn't carry over into the NFL season. But I think, listen, I'll take Gana as word. He doesn't play those, those, uh, press conference mind games, Bo Brock that Cliff Kingsbury did once upon <laughs> a time where you literally got nothing they would tell you one thing and then something would happen right after the press conference. Somebody would land on a list, right. somebody would get cut. Uh, so I, I'll believe <laughs> so Gannon. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The coaches are great. And he's gone. Um, I'll believe <laughs> yeah. Gannon at, at face value here. I do think this hurts his development in the short term though, because I, I, we picked him as somebody even before, yeah. you know, OTAs and mini camp to have an impact for this team. I, while I still think that that could happen, for him to 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 start the season, you know, as a rotational player, I think is asking a lot. I think of all the draft picks right now, I, you know, Garrett Williams notwithstanding, I think he he's going to be the one that probably not going to see a significant amount of playing time. I could be wrong until maybe October, in part because I think this pass rush group is going to be competitive with Majay yeah. Sanders, Cameron Thomas, and Zayvon Collins. Like he's going to be he's going to have to play good football to to get into that group. That's the one group where. Favoritism toward draft picks may not apply because there's young players that love football that Gannon inherited, similar to a lot of the young players he had in Philadelphia. Whereas, like Michael Wilson, I think, and we'll talk about him later, I think is going to be starting at some point for this team. I think Owen Papo has a chance to start for this team at some point. And then, of course, Paris Johnson Jr., we all love, they're not screwing around there. He's not playing guard, he's, he's playing tackle. So, right. I'm hopeful for BJ Ojolari. Somebody in the chat asked, you know, if he if he if he wasn't hurt, would he have been first round pick? I don't know if there's any way of knowing, but mm-hmm. I'll take Dan at face value. If he says BJ will be fine, and you know, it's we fast forward a month and he's out there, then then we're in good shape.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he, I think they are in good shape with him. And then Paris Johnson Jr., you talk about kind of hasn't really moved, it, even though they said that they were going to keep an open mind, paraphrasing yeah. about where they're going to put him. It really just seems like. Mine's been made up. It yes. really feels like he's he's the starting right tackle of this team. Right, isn't it? It's pretty nice, right? I mean yeah, grown-ups running the team now. Well, How about that? Right. See what you got. I mean, you, you trade it up to get back in the top ten to six overall. You take the guy, uh, the best tackle in the in the draft, no doubt about it. And, you know, uh, we'll put this this out on on socials later, but uh James Conner was asked about Paris Johnson. It was very complimentary of the of the Cardinals first round pick. We'll put that out at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Uh I can't wait to see the big man in action, not only during training
0: camp. But each and every football Sunday and speaking of football Sundays, we will be every single Sunday this fall, 17 weeks and hopefully beyond. We're going to be at the BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Yeah, I said at the Great Lawn, which is right next to the Cardinal Stadium, State Farm Stadium with our friends at BetMGM. And if you want to support BetMGM and PHNX, we're going to help you with the BetMGM three ball challenge. This is the stuff that golfers dreams are made of you and three guests could be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses. If you top the ranks of the PGA three ball challenge, take your swing at this free to play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. The players with the best performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes. Also be entered for a shot to win the end of the season. Grand prize, of foursome, a foursome TPC sawgrass plus $3,000 in withdrawable bonus bucks. Use for travel, accommodations, food, beverage, whatever, but you got to do it with our friends, the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM. Right now, you can log into your BetMGM sportsbook account during the entry period. You get that promotional period and you click on the BetMGM three ball challenge. You get three spins to lock your roster in, but you only get to do it once and uh, have some fun. Have some fun with PHNX because if you haven't signed up yet, use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our friends here in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if it loses with BetMGM, helping you save a little bit in your wallet. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to our guy, my dear, dear friend, Shane (laughs) Diefenbach, talk about it in the
1: disclaimer. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Colorado DC Illinois Indiana Kansas Louisiana Maryland Mississippi New Jersey Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia Wyoming call 877-8-hope-n-y or text hope-n-y 467 New York call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-next-step Arizona 1-800-522-4700 Nevada 1-800-bets-off Iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions US promotional offers not available in DC Kansas Nevada New York or Ontario I was out there at the stadium, obviously, for training camp, and I could already see up uh, just the different Four Peaks taps that they have out there. So if you go to a game, you can go get yourself a kit lift or a wow wheat. Uh, Of course, because Four Peaks is synonymous with the great state of Arizona. If you're a smart business, you'll have Four Peaks on tap. They got it at the BetMGM Sportsbook, and they, of course, have it at Four Peaks in Tempe. Go check them out. H Street location, not only do they have fantastic – beer and it's an endless list of fantastic beers for all of you beer connoisseurs or just maybe your casuals out there just want to call told one call tall cold one absolutely you got one there you know kilt lifter you can get the sun's brew you can get yourself the red lager you can get your rattle on ale you can get any of the ipas i'm drinking a super juice ipa it's fantastic Ooh. this is their summer uh limited edition super juice it's fantastic uh check out four peaks full menu it's not just bar food it's a full you know res- restaurant quality food unbelievable appetizers entrees desserts don't miss out and of course indulge in that delicious beer that they brew on location gotta be 21 years or older uh, and of course drink it responsibly
0: um so Looks like Monty Asenfor was pretty responsible this offseason. Uh, so Buda Baker reported today, and not only did he report, Bo he participated in all of day one of training camp. We uh, speculated yesterday after the Buda Baker Instagram post that he, in fact, would participate, got confirmation today. He was out there, presumably running with the number ones as the leader of this Cardinal defense. And it just kind of poses the question, Bo like, we don't think a contract has been extended or we don't think guaranteed money more, at least has, has come Buddha Baker's way. I mean, is it fair to say like Monty Austin Ford won this round? Like I, I get it. You don't want to keep Buddha Baker upset okay. for too long. And hopefully they come to some kind of an extension at some point. Cause we all love Buddha, but man, oh man, like certainly seems like outside of that little tampering issue that we had in the, in the winter, Monty Austin Ford is, is pushing all the right buttons right now for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Just, he just has a, a great kind of pulse of what's going on and, and yeah. where to kind of push in any direction or not to push and, and kind of let things play out. He, he's got what Steve Kime never had. Right. Yeah. And, and it's obviously the the football intelligence and, and the ability to, to run an organization and have an idea of what direction it needs to go in order to you know, trend in the right direction, and I, I think that um, he was able to kind of play this the right way. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to grab the the football over my shoulder and spike it. You know, in, in celebration of Monty Austinfort by any means. I think in, in Monty probably played this as respectfully as possible. But this was Buddha Baker trying to cash in and uh, leverage. Uh, himself into some more guaranteed money, and, I, and yeah. I don't fault Buda Baker for that either. I mean, that's no. just playing the game. I mean, you you look around the NFL right now, and there's so many different, you know, you know franchise caliber players. Uh, Nick Bosa in San Francisco, you know, that that's not going to play with the new contract. And buddha Baker, despite what went down all this offseason, he was out there day one he was out there with his teammates. He was out there the same, you know, the, the Buddha that we all know and love. He was out there in his number three Jersey and he was out there directing traffic, asking questions and and taking, you know, playing his role as the, the heart and soul of this organization. And, and you have to, you have to like, obviously, like respectfully, like not spike the football for him, but it's also, yeah, Monty Osford knew like, okay, we don't see a whole lot of leverage here. Got you under control for two years. We feel like, you know, the team obviously paid a whole lot of respect to you, making you the top paid safety at the time. And you're still making a pretty good of a chunk of change. Just respect where we are and where we want to go as an organization. And we'll take care of you then maybe. I, I don't, you know, obviously no promises were made, but the two sides have found a middle ground to where they can proceed forward in the 2023 season. Yeah. Some good comments here in the chat. Jose, did you see what former players Geno Smith and others said about buddha
0: baker interview out now i haven't seen that but he said buddha baker is a cardinal at heart dylan richards i want buddha in the ring of honor one day free matter for the blind heck no buddha puts his life on the line out there for us i think he deserves some more cash uh jose real recognizes real i mean there's Buda Baker I think is going to be the lone cardinal in the NFL top 100 if you don't count the Andre Hopkins um I think he ended up like in the 70s I
1: which don't is count. whatever it. that that list is kind of
0: a joke anyway but <laughs> did I,
1: you I, see I, I sent one to you it was they had Trevor Lawrence 96 and Justin Fields 86 that's it that's interesting that's that, a good that one 86 is the entire list like yeah. the fact that you have Justin Fields ten spots ahead of Trevor Lawrence is just blasphemous. Why do you hate CHGO, Brock, I can't believe I mean, you. Nothing against him. I think Justin yeah. Fields is I, you know I'm not on the full on hype train, but he's not better than Trevor Lawrence. I can I, I think nine out of ten football fans will tell you that. For those who don't know, Bo Brock would have had to spend
0: 24 hours at a Waffle House if it wasn't for Justin Fields, saving his fantasy football team last year from the depths of our league. Literally put him on his back every single football Sunday. No, we love Justin Fields, but that's ridiculous. Uh, What's not ridiculous is the Buda Baker angle of this is uh, I know there were people who were frustrated with his approach. At the end of the day, I posted something like this on Twitter late last night. It just... You can't get rid of or trade or cut or make Hall of Fame talent unhappy while they're a member of Arizona Cardinal. Can we stop doing that? We did that with Tyron Matthew. We did that with Patrick Peterson toward the end. He kind of did that to himself. We did that with Anquan Bolden. I don't want to see Cardinal greats that were drafted by this franchise leave on bad terms anymore. Like, can we? Buda Baker's got at least two to three plus more peak years. That, that needs to be spent in red and white. And then to Dylan's point, like not only the ring of honor, I think he, he's got a Hall of Fame trajectory now. If you go by his accolades, he's the heart and soul of this team right now. He's the essence mm-hmm. of this franchise, the same way Larry Fitzgerald was, just on the defensive side. So for people who are like, just trade him to Philadelphia for a second or a third, like he means more to the Cardinals than he does to any other team. He mm-hmm. might go and, and win a championship elsewhere one day, kind of like Aeneas Williams ask, but. Man, like he's 28 years old. It's way too soon to ever be talking about Buda Baker playing in another uniform. Like Adrian Wilson, by the time the Cardinals cut him, he's 32 years old. And then he had a cup of coffee in New England. That was his NFL career. He, yeah. he you, Cardinal fans could look back and say AW was ours throughout the entirety of his career. They yeah. they fumbled the negotiations with Anquan Bolden and it led him to go win elsewhere. They fumbled. The, the contract of Tyron Matthew and his he injuries led him to go win a championship elsewhere. I, do it's the
1: first day of training camp. No, well, we I have? just
0: mean like I, I don't want to see. Here's, here's what I, I want. Here's
1: my wish. Instead of Buda Baker going to another organization and finally hoisting the Lombardi trophy after his Cardinals career is done and he's made all the money he can in the desert is I want him I want him to be Andy Dufresne right now for the Arizona Cardinals. I want he's 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 in the sewage pipe right now. He's he's got broke out of prison and he's crawling through the 300 yards of shit and at the other end as he stays with this team once they get through this rebuild and he's he's going to experience winning again and he's going to experience it here. And I think Buda Baker just like, you know, I, at one point, Damian Lillard wanted to see it through with the Portland Trail Blazers. He wants to yeah. see it through with his team in in the here in the desert. And I think you know, Cardinals fans need to get rid of that mentality. And I'm not saying that you're you're there. I, I think you're just being realistic and, and also looking at you know what happened in the past. But Buda Baker, like I want him to get at the other end of this other end of this thing with this team and experience success here with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, yeah, and and I I think
0: that's that's a fair point, and part of the reason that. Anquan Bolden was allowed to leave as the, the, the franchise thought that they had a contingency plan and they didn't. And same thing with Tyron Matthew and they didn't. And so I, they know Buda Baker is the guy. And that's why Austin Ford and company were adamant. Like, no, no, no. He needs to be on the team. We need Buda Baker. He's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. They were never going to trade him. And it's great. It's great to see him back. And it really kind of solidifies like number three is is back where wearing the bird on his helmet, where he belongs. Can we, I saw some dumb list today that was like, players that could be traded before the regular season. It had Buddha like third on the list. It's like, we're done doing this.
1: I don't want to see somebody, it anymore. Somebody might, Somebody got in like our YouTube comments and said that he loves Nick Sirianni. It's like, according to who? I don't know. I love this comment though. Somebody who might be traded, uh, AZ
0: heat 85. I'll take these comments all day. Trey Lance, massive bust for San Francisco <laughs> missing out on him is going to start affecting the roster over these next few years. You bet your sweet ass it will. Especially that's a when they pay right Bosa.
1: There. Yeah.
0: Okay, I love it so much. All the all the hopeless Niner fans who think there's a real competition <laughs> with he and Brock Purdy. if I see Just one know more, where they're gonna move forward with Brock Purdy and quarterback. It's like that's the Mac Jones light. That's like what they always should have done. I the Niners are gonna be a good team this year because the roster is stacked, yeah. but the Trey Lance hype train lasted about 18 months, didn't it? And it crashed and burned. Uh, and Kyler Murray will be back playing much better football um as a result um and Trey lance will be gone um what's not going <laughs> to be gone is is my love affair Brock, with our friends at burrito express though have you, uh, so burrito express full transparency they don't have a burrito express in maricopa i know that that would shock uh, a lot of you so when the folks in the east valley would always get burrito express i'm like i want it because yeah. they have undoubtedly the best breakfast burritos i've had since i moved to arizona and so like, I, I wouldn't be able to partake unless I drove in. Well, now that I live in the East Valley, I get Burrito Express at least once a week. My family does. I love their array of different kind of burritos. But again, if you like a good breakfast burrito in the morning or whenever you want to eat it, it's Burrito Express. The best location, they've got a couple. The best location, the OG, the one in Tempe, it's my favorite spot. It's where I go to with my family. It's fantastic. Plus, they support not only PHNX, but ASU Athletics and Athletes, they do a tremendous job. They are known to give PHNX some free food from time to time. We love them for that. But mm-hmm. also, we go and we support them because that's what you should do with phenomenal local businesses. Check them out. Grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter, at Burrito EXP. You will not be sorry that you did. I'm getting
1: hungry thinking about it. Oh, man. I mean, they're Machaca Elite. Uh, just the, the old, like, the OG just bean and cheese. I mean, oh, man you you would see like people think like oh well, it's just a bean and cheese burrito i can go to taco bell i was like no it's you 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 know the difference between quality and trash bean and cheese burritos and and I burrito do. express does it right unbelievable the beans have to be on point and they absolutely always are Bean and cheese goes so hard at Burrito Express. I mean, they're not reinventing the wheel here. They're just taking and doing quality ingredients right there with great tortilla and cheese. Fantastic. Love Burrito Express. Also love Shady Rays. I was cruising in the State Farm Stadium with my Shady Rays today. And that's because my wife didn't steal my pair of sunglasses because I bought her a pair. I took advantage of the best deal of the season. And that's uh, getting two or more pairs of sunglasses, premium polarized sunglasses with 50% off using the promo code PHNX. Find out what 250,000 people have rated five stars because they're all unbelievable uh, quality sunglasses in Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that promo code, or check them out in Carolyn Commons up north in Scottsdale. You can check out all their sunglasses in person and then go use that promo code online, PHNX. Get 50% off two or more premium polarized shades to get 50% off at ShadyRays.com. More day one takeaways. Johnny Venerable Brock, cards camp. Day
0: one. Uh, let's talk about your boy Zavin Collins. So he took the podium, did he not? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's making the transition from inside linebacker to pass rusher. Like right. this isn't speculatory. I know there were some some people on Twitter saying, well, he's gonna he's gonna bounce back to like the back seven. Guys, it's mm-hmm. not happening. He's a defensive end, outside linebacker, defensive end. He's playing on the edge of the defense. And Bo Brock, what did Zayvon Collins have to say about the transition? Because for one, like you go and you start connecting the dots with his size, his skill set to some of the players JG had in Philadelphia, like Montez Sweat is somebody that I think he parallels a lot to his game. but. Collins to me is one of the more
1: interesting players on this roster right now. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the most intriguing guys, no doubt about it. Producer Sean, can we get actually our B roll from today's practice in uh, at state farm stadium? This is, this is Avin Collins. This is Avin Collins. I feel the entire time at practice, you just watch him and he's either talking to coach Rob Rodriguez, who joined the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff as their outside linebackers coach, pass rush kind of coach uh, from Arizona state. And, this is Clayton Tune and Colt McCoy under center. That's also nice and refreshing to see. But, Zavin uh, Collins, I asked like the entire practice when he's not in on drills, he is mimicking pass rush technique, and he's trying to make like make it just part of it's just a, a sixth sense, a second nature. He's trying to just make it part of what his uh, his, like this? his muscle movement is. Yeah, kind of like that, but better. Way better. Uh, and and he's just that's that, that's just part of the game. And that's what he's he's kind of just deep diving this position change. And, you know, somebody asked today in the press conference was even like, do you watch anybody's film? Do you want to emulate anybody's career? And he said, no, not necessarily. But I like watching Bradley Chubb. Uh, a lot of people take that he as him saying he wants to be Bradley Chubb, but look, th- there are worse people to, to kind of model your game off of Bradley Chubb, formerly of the, Do- the Broncos. Now of the dolphins is, is, is a really solid pass rusher. And it would be a huge benefit for the Arizona Cardinals if if, if Zayvon Collins could be half of what Bradley Chubb is in his first year in a position change.
0: I like both these comments. Uh, ben in the chat, put Bo on the other side from Zayvon. I would sign up for that. I would also sign <laughs> up for this. Free matter for the blind. Johnny can be Zayvon's backup. Thank you. He's 6'5", and I'm 5'6", so it's you basically the same thing. Yeah, you got great um, technique. That's you right. Do, you you like do the robot,
1: robot or whatever you're doing, and then he'll actually make, like, pass rush moves. Mm, ripping through the bag? Was he ripping through it? Oh, man. L- listen, in all in all <laughs> fairness,
0: like, Zayvon Collins has got to be looking at this, like, running back, off-ball linebacker epidemic where elite off-ball linebackers, right. like, Kazir you're wider, like, they're taking modest deals, and he's like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll sign TJ up for it faster.
1: Top it out at $18 million.
0: Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, what? you know what I'll do? I'll go get like six, seven sacks. I'll get a nice contract if that's his peak. And I think his yep. peak could be higher than that. We know like he can play the run. Now, he can't play the run in space all the time under Vance Joseph because that defense was a dumpster fire. But like you let him pick his, his spots as a, as a rush defensive end against the run for JG I think he's going to be a plus player there. Now, does he have the moves and the skill set to be explosive off the edge when the Cardinals have to get a stop? That remains to be seen. That's why they drafted BJ O'Jalari, because he has a skill set not many, many people in the Cardinal roster possess. He can get after the quarterback. But for the way this team has defended the run in recent years, like I, I like Zavin Collins against tackles and guards on early downs to clean up the run. I, I mean, I know we're, we're reaching now. He was the 16th overall pick, like that's the bare minimum. But, I mean, he wasn't an inside linebacker. Gannon's looking at this guy as a blank canvas and saying, you're 6'5", 260. I've had guys with your skill set excel. I mean, Montez Sweat last year, 11 Mm -hmm. sacks. Now, he was a first-round pick, too, and he played defensive end, I think, at Mississippi State at the collegiate level. But, I mean, your best athletes should be in your front seven. I'm sorry. Like, let your best athletes go to work on the opposing offensive line. That's why I'm very, very comfortable in my mindset, even with the, the setback with B.J., Somebody on this defensive line is getting 10 sacks this year, whether it's Zayvon, Maje, Cameron Thomas, BJ, whomever. Somebody is notching double-digit sacks. I, I guarantee we're going to be sitting here in January, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, what a nice year by by so-and-so. <laughs> Gannon does not go from 70 sacks. I know it was Howie Roseman's personnel to Arizona and not make a star defensive end out of one of these guys. And I hope for Zayvon's case, it's his. He seems incredibly likable. J.J. Watt loves him. They're still you know super close. Zayvon Collins is a great ambassador for the Cardinals in all seriousness. He's got a Clayus Campbell kind of S personality mm-hmm. to him. I would love to see all of his hard work overcoming adversity with, you know, changing positions. Let it really take effect because you're going to get, if he, if he pops this year, you'll get one more cheap year labor with Zayvon. Then he'll get his payday.
1: Well, I mean, when you look at this pass rush group, like you've got a rookie in BJ Ujulari. whenever he gets back on the playing field, you've got two second year guys in maje and cameron thomas like who has the most to lose and the most to gain of the group of the quartet right it's zavin collins because if if this doesn't work what happens the rest of his career just do they move him back to mike does he become you know a journeyman mike linebacker or does he just become a situational pass rusher who doesn't you know really get any love on on the free agent market like because the team would clearly not pick up his fifth year option like his, his career, his his earning potential, it, it takes a massive hit. And, you know, if he has a successful season, the team could consider, hey, now he plays a premium position. Now there's value in, in picking up his fifth-year option yep. and us moving forward with him and, and trying to iron out an extension. I mean, when you start to see a couple of these guys get extensions, like – from the previous regime for the Arizona Cardinals guys who fit the mold of guys who are getting paid the last couple of days, like Cole commit, like there's Trey McBride. There it is. There's the yep. blueprint for you, bud. Like, and, and same thing goes for Zayvon Collins now with a better path to that, not having to play off ball linebacker. Yep. Uh, I,
0: this is a good question in the chat. Um, so from a first round pick and Zayvon to some undrafted late round picks we're excited for from Dylan Richards in the chat, I'll stick on the defensive side. Like, I think Josh Woods, friend of the program, is going to have a chance, Bo, to to play alongside Kazir White, some of the base defensive packages. But what we're hearing and and how much the the team and the staff like these rookies, Owen Papo, uh, I think has a chance to start games at some point this year. Um, as a as a fifth rounder from Auburn, started a lot of games, consistent start since he was 18 years old in the SEC. It's the fastest linebacker in Madden. I know that doesn't mean everything, but <laughs> he's he's the prototype player that they want is an off-ball linebacker. He's a little over six foot. He's fast. He can fill. And I think, especially once they get more meat on the defensive line with some three and five techniques, that's the player I would love to see because it would be so fitting. Chef's kiss. Steve Keim go fucking over for drafting <laughs> off-ball linebackers. And then Monte yeah. Osford's like, hey, Steve, I took this kid in the fifth round. Yeah. He's a starter for me. He's super productive, Fred Warner style. I think that'd be awesome.
1: Can I Can I get even crazier? Okay. I mean, why not? Uh, why not look at the undrafted free agent that they signed locally? Kyle Soli I mean, oh, I think okay. that they've got some good guys, some decent prospects that are, are more in line with where you should be going with that position to seeing if if they could, and, and they could navigate the NFL waters uh, just is, is, is good, if not better. Than guys who are drafted, you know, in the first round, second round. You know, I, I obviously there's the exceptions, right? There's the Roquan Smiths and you know, of, of yesteryear there's the Luke Keekleys and Patrick Willis's, right? But I think that those those linebackers, those, those days are pretty much done, right? Yeah. So uh I think those guys, those youngsters, I think Monty Osford did a good job. And this is what he was known for in Tennessee, as these, you know, working behind the scenes, uh, not as the as the general manager, but as a guy that would find uh, guys on the free agent market to fit what the coaching staff likes to do and, and to fit, you know, what they want to do schematically. And these two linebackers, you know, a uh, fifth round pick and Owen Paco, Papo Kyle Soli from, from ASU, you know, undrafted, I think that those guys have potential and they're going to get opportunities, right? And for the, there's placeholders that are that are there too, which is good. They, they can help you sleep at night, that they're not going to be a turnstile in the middle of their defense, you know, and, and Kazeer White and, and Josh Woods, who multiple players have said Josh Woods has stood out as far as his leadership abilities and and really trying to take advantage of, of unique opportunity uh, and playing beyond special teams in his NFL career free matter for the blind it would
0: help if chandler jones was still here regarding to, uh technique to help teach zavin collins i'll push back on that i mean chandler jones was taught by bill belichick a great defensive head coach i think the same thing could be said jonathan gannon and subsequently nick Rollis, the defensive coordinator to teach davin collins i i think can't ask for two better teachers on on how to coach defense and rush the passer and i i, I think under kingsbury uh free matter for the blind it was easy to say well yeah the 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 players have to coach because the coaches aren't coaching right now it's like you have an advantage we all think with this coaching staff for these young players to lean on um very few individuals were able to grow and develop under the prior regime uh Mm -hmm. and and that's dating back to to steve wilkes even it wasn't since bruce arians where you really had an emphasis on technique and development with with draft picks um and they're going to get back to that and i think that's that's a that's a blessing i know a lot of people are frustrated with you know, Byron Murphy and Zach Allen leaving this franchise, Cardinals Busher that development of, under the prior regime. And I'm sure they'd like to have that one back, yeah. but they're not, they're not making the, the mistake with, with these young guys. They're going to be prioritized. And, and listen, the, the, the days of punting on day three of the draft where you get no contributions at all, save for Chase Edmonds and Jalen Thompson, those days are over. They, they were, they're going to find contributors all throughout the draft because I mean, Dave Sears go ask the people in Detroit, how their draft went this year. I know, <laughs> I know that they like Jameer Gibbs, and right. they took an the off-ball linebacker in the teens. Like Dave Sears <laughs>
1: knows what he's doing as the assistant GM, Normani Austinford. Man, and and it seems like these these rookies and, and just everybody on this roster from one to ninety-one because they've got the exemption with uh, Bernard Sykovitz, right? The yeah. uh, Austrian tight end. Um, they're buying in this coaching staff, unknown, unproven, Jonathan Gannon, the butt of a lot of jokes, you know, obviously a four letter word in Philadelphia. Uh, they are, they've gained the respect of that locker room. And one of the words that was thrown around you know, I mentioned physicality earlier, was accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just a word. It's not just an empty calorie word any longer in this organization. It, it means something. And, and it, it's something that, Jonathan Gannon and his coaching staff, Drew Petsing, Nick Rawls, the position coaches can actually like define what it means to be accountable to each and every one of those players and just saying, Hey, you have to be more accountable and it's resonating. And this team, even one practice in is in a way better spot than the four and 13 Cardinals were at this point last year. What other takeaways, Bo Brock, did
0: you see from day one? I know there's, you know, a lot of hype around Michael Wilson. I'm, mm. I'm one of the leaders of that train. I mean, sure. l- listen, Let's get put crazy. out some, put out some Writing video
1: money?
0: <laughs> and and, and let, he, he's big and he's got somebody pointed out on Twitter. He's got strong hands yeah. didn't bobble the football. He just looks the part of an outside receiver, something that they have not had. I think consistently since like Michael Floyd, where you had that size and that explosiveness and the power in his physique. I know we're a long way to go till the regular season, the receiving court today, and specifically the rookie out of, out
1: of Stanford. What, what did you see from him? I mean, what we've seen up until this point and what we saw through rookie minicamp and OTAs is this guy is going to break out for the Arizona Cardinals. It really feels that way. We saw this last year with our guy, Greg Dortch, like Greg Dortch was somebody that was went from under the radar to a guy who was, you know, maybe a camp body that rose through the ranks that just kept making play after play through training camp and preseason and earned the spot. And you, you try to like ride this line, like, Oh, am I going to get duped? Is it just, you know, preseason play? Am, am I buying too much into it? And with Dortch you weren't right. I mean, Dortch proved to everybody that, that it wasn't a fluke. And I think Michael Wilson continues to prove that for the Arizona Cardinal. Like he's, yeah. he really seems like he's the real deal and right. Like I like where he is right now. Like he's not being gifted a starting wide receiver job. I think that he's, but he's right behind, you know, what a starting wide receiver would be. So, in with with what he's, how he shows up on the field, like. People going up to the open practice tomorrow, watch number 14. You're gonna you're not gonna be let down. Like he is a playmaker out there, and it's a matter of like if he's just as it is with him at Stanford. If he stays healthy, he's gonna make plays for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, everybody loved to call Isaiah Simmons like the unicorn. I was guilty of that, but really Michael Wilson's the unicorn because they don't have anything else like him. I mean, Zach Pascal no. kind of, but he's been in the NFL have I mean, a that's who's kind
1: of standing his way, it feels like, right? I mean, yeah. it feels like Zach Pascal if he if he's and he's a guy that kind of plays 50 50 inside outside yeah. like I think if he's probably there like you got Hollywood Brown obviously but he's starting a special edge. teamers too he's an excellent You're special right. teams player yeah. so I mean I, Michael I, Wilson was not
0: drafted to play special teams he no. was drafted to be an outside receiver going up and, and getting the football I want to get your comment on this book because we talked a little bit off off air Jose asking your your thoughts on uh, Pat Eflin, uh signing and, and Jeff Swamp. So let's talk about Pat for a second. We haven't had a chance to put this up on our social yet, but the ex-Viking, ex-Carolina center is now an Arizona Cardinal, presumably to push the incumbent Yelda Froldhold, and Gannon even brought up the signing at Eflon during the presser.
1: Yeah, F, uh, Pat Elf, Elfline. Uh, He's got some experience with Petsing, with Gannon, their Viking days. Gannon admitted he was there when they drafted him. Uh, he's got some experience with him. And he wasn't going to just go say, hey, he's our starting center. But he said he's got a chance to compete for an inside offensive line job. And, you know, there you when go. you look at the Arizona Cardinals, and the experience or inexperience at the center position, the guy that comes in with legitimate experience is Elfline. He, he does. He's got over 2,600 snaps at the center position. I, I don't think he's vying for right guard. That's Will Hernandez's job. I don't think he's vying for left guard, even though that seems like to be one of the more wide open position battles in camp. I think he's probably going to be vying for the center spot uh, with, with Yelda Frodo. And, and Frodhold, I think you know, even though he seems to be a guy, easy guy to root for the, the ice is thin he doesn't have a, a wide margin for error Just because I think this team realizes regardless if it's Kyler or if it is Kyler, maybe more important. If it's Kyler, you got to have a center that you can rely upon to anchor that offensive line. Yeah. I think the, the group right now to keep
0: an eye on the interior, let's, let's put Will Hernandez off to the side. He's a starter. So the two jobs that are up for grab left guard and center so we've got Yelda Froldholt, F line, right, and then Wilkerson, who came over from—is uh, he from Tennessee?
1: Dude, I can't or, remember. I can't. I know remember Dennis either. Daly is. Elijah Dennis Daly's from Tennessee. Elijah from...
0: Wilkerson is from somewhere. <laughs> he's he's played football before. Uh, and then <laughs> and then of course John Gaines, the fourth rounder, uh, out of UCLA. That's kind of the group right now. And then maybe you throw Denver in and Atlanta. Sorry. Yeah, Marquise Hayes, who was a draft pick last year. Um, you know the the kid out of um who's the kid from from hard knocks that we love that's been on the Lasita. program yeah let smith there's, there's a group about like six guys for those two jobs Um, which i mean listen most of those guys have not played consistent nfl football they need to be coached up by this offensive line that the and and you know drew petson and company but i don't know i'm excited to have an open true open competition with those two positions but i mean the most important roles are are filled like they're they're set at tackle dj humphreys is out for a proven year to make more guaranteed money, and, and you've got the six overall pick at right tackle. And you go too deep with Josh Jones and Kelvin Beacham. This O line didn't get a lot of love by people nationally, but you mentioned this yesterday. I'll, I'll double down. Like you can't screw around with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can let some undrafted guys, some late round picks, you know, ha- have a spot on the roster, and and maybe sub some people in late in the year. Like you need to have your O line polished and ready to go, and you need to have depth because yeah. this team and this offensive line never looks the way it does in November and December. And it's great to see a front office proactive on remedy in that Bo Brock.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see, I have a front office that doesn't emphasize free agency because they don't want to spend and sit kind of lock into a lot of guaranteed dollars or, uh, a, a really don't put a roster in position to truly contend, realistically contend. But it's like you see the projections, like USA Today, two wins for the Arizona Cardinals and and people are you and I laughing as we're tee hee hee tank Tuesdays. Like have all the fun you want and call this team tanking. But the one thing that NFL teams don't F around with is offensive lines because yeah. that's how you get players hurt. And, yep. you know, James Conner's like, I'm not going to run behind that. Or Kyler Murray's like, I'm not, I, I don't have any want to come back to play behind, a, you know, a bunch of Joe Schmoes and ham sandwiches. Like, no, put somebody up legitimate that uh, can protect me because my livelihood's at stake here. My health and, and, uh you know, security is at stake here. Um, don't, don't put me behind, you know, just, a, a, you know, borderline, backup caliber left tackle right tackle right guard center like don't do that and i think money awesome understands that
0: yeah it's the easiest way to become unwatchable in the nfl like an unwatchable product outside of bad quarterback play bad offensive line play um i'll I'll tell you what's what's not unwatchable what's not unsearchable go phnx.com the phnx merchandise locker having up to 50 percent off a sale going on right now that you can take advantage of stack some discounts get free shipping over 50 bucks i mentioned yesterday i ordered nine shirts nine shirts yesterday coming to the venerable household from the locker they've got so much good stuff they've got this what's your right favorite here one for for what?
1: what's that what are you looking forward to the most which one did you get uh, oh
0: man I, you know i support all of our shows all of our many yeah. programs Don't here at phnx P- i would say i got a couple just classic phnx tees i got the one you're rocking right now I like uh it. I also got the good vibes t-shirt, which is red because I'm all about the good vibes. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you get from the merchandise locker and go phnx.com. Howard Bolzer, the official beat reporter for phnx Cardinals, has content coming up uh, that you do not want to miss. But you got to become a diehard to get that sweet, sweet 10% of it. 90% is free. At 10%, you want to become a diehard. Also, you want to be in the exclusive PHNX Cardinals members Discord. So my co-host to my right, you can see all the many camp highlights that he posts in the member Discord. You get 20% off all future events with PHNX. It's a great time to become a diehard. Football season is right around the corner, Bo. Do it with uh, PHNX. Go phnx.com.
1: Yeah, don't miss out. Uh, we just started ramping up things on the Discord. It's only gonna get more and more fruitful with the insight that you can only get with us in the member Discord. Uh, in becoming a diehard is the way you get access to it. Uh, make sure you're following along at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Like this video. This is the first day of training camp, uh, and this video should get mucho likes uh, because I think Johnny and, and the entire crew did a great job. Breaking things down and give you some insight under the first day under Jonathan Gannon at a State Farm Stadium. Fishbowl Flash, love this comment. The White Bird Gang, you can get it right now. The merchandise locker, I
0: ordered it. I'm I'm Damn. I'm not super pale right now. I can I can rock it. You can rock it too. Rock it with me this fall at BetMGM Sportsbook for every single home and away game. I can't wait. It's officially football season. Football is back, and no better place to be for your Arizona Cardinal coverage then PHNX Cardinals. For Bullbrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back for day two tomorrow. Like and subscribe. We'll see you then.